You're listening to the NFL on TuneIn. It's No Huddle with Brian Weber and Cordell Stewart. Let's take you around the league with a good friend of the program, DJ Shockley, the former Falcons quarterback. DJ, there's been a lot of criticism of Steve Sarkeesian, year one as the Falcons play caller. What do you think changed yesterday leading to that monster game of better than 250 receiving yards for Julio Jones, or is this an indictment of the Tampa Bay defense? I think it's a little bit of both. Tampa was missing uh, Ronnie Hargraves, who was one of their better corners, but the style of defense that Tampa played was susceptible for the deep plays, was susceptible for some throws down the field. But the Falcons had a lot of explosive plays in this ballgame, especially as Cordell knows, when they played his quarters coverage and they take that inside safety out of it, they had a lot of plays on the outside for a big post or a corner or left one-on-one on the outside with Julio. And uh, when you listen to Matt and Julio talk after the game, he said they really didn't make any adjustments in the secondary so they continue to throw them the football. And then the last three games, they've been really good on third down. I think it's like 27 or 41. They're, you know, a little bit over 65% right now on third down. So they're sustaining some drives. They're, they're doing a good job. But when they get the lead, continue to run the football. Uh, I think yesterday when they had the lead, they had over 20 rushes when they had the lead. And when they do that, they end up winning the ball game. So this was a, a defense, yeah, that was suffering a little bit on the back end. But they were giving some deep shots and uh, – kind of different than what they did at the beginning of the year where these plays were there. They actually made them when they had the opportunity to do that. DJ, when you when you see how this team struggles, let's just say Tampa on the road. I mean, they're one in five on the road now, adding that loss uh, to the L column. Um, this team obviously struggling across the board. Ryan Fitzpatrick is the quarterback. You, you pretty much know it's feast of famine. Now, this is more of, in my mind, a morale win. But as you look forward into the schedule, for this Atlanta Falcons team, we know they played the Saints a couple times. Uh, we know they have a Jets football team, I think, on their schedule, too. Uh, no, they don't. Excuse me. They have the Saints a couple times. Uh, then they also have Minnesota, Tampa, and Carolina. Not in that pecking order. Uh, what do you think they need to do in order to put themselves in position uh, to maybe, let's just say, the Saints recover from that loss? Because that was a that was a good loss for, Falcon, for the Falcons uh, organization uh, when it comes down to New Orleans Saints. How do you see this team actually finishing throughout this season? Because they have to beat the Saints twice, I think, to even become a wild card in this division because Carolina's playing great. Yeah, that's the big thing about it. And I think this week is just as critical because you're playing a Minnesota team who we all know is playing at a high level. Then the Saints and Carolina, they play each other this this uh, this weekend as well. I think that game is flexed, so it's going to be a primetime game. And that matters in the division because one of those teams are going to go up and uh, the Falcons are still going to be a game and a half or two games back, so they have to continue winning this week, and they can't afford to lose a game uh, this week. And then you got all these division games coming up, and obviously you're talking about playing against the Saints twice, uh, and you play Minnesota, and then you play the Saints on Thursday night. So it's going to be a quick turnaround for the Falcons. I, I really believe uh, you can't go 0-2 in this. You have to at least split in that uh, in that part of the, the season where you got back-to-back games and playing – these opponents this late as far as division, it matters the most. And I think you hit the, the nail on the head. Is you got to finish strong if you want to at least be in the wild card because you look at that NFC picture, there's so many teams right there that's 7-4, that's you know, right there at the 6-5 and five and all that kind of stuff who can just, just jump up. But the good thing for the Falcons is they have four or five of the tiebreakers uh, with NFC teams that's uh, already behind them that's in that kind of mush area of all the teams around at 74, 65. So we'll, we'll see how they finish. But right now they have to finish strong and they have to have a big win this week versus Minnesota. It's a big task. 
I want to pose this question to DJ Shockley, the multimedia football analyst, not DJ Shockley, the former Falcons quarterback, because I've been telling Cordell for weeks, Saints hadn't beaten anybody. They were lacking a quality win. Yes, I know they went to Carolina week three, but you know Cam Newton wasn't 100% then coming back from the shoulder procedure. So the Saints lose to the Rams yesterday, and you just went through the schedule with a pair of games against New Orleans coming up for the Falcons. Do you think the Falcons win this division? It's going to be tough. It's tough to say now if they're going to win this division because usually the way it goes with the Falcons and the Saints, they usually split. And if you split right now, that gives the Saints the edge if they continue to play the way they're playing. But you talk about the the loss they had yesterday versus the Rams. I think they exposed some things defensively for the Saints. I mean, I think golf threw for three, four, three, four hundred yards uh, in, the, in that ball game versus the Saints defense that gave up a bunch of big plays. Uh, we saw Gurley running had a good game uh, on the ground, and the Falcons were similar to do some of the same stuff. And the Falcons continue on the streak that they're going. Uh, it's going to be tough for the Saints, but on the other end, you got Drew Brees, and he's a guy who's kept you in so many games and played really well. And the Falcons just this past weekend lost Desmond Trufant to a concussion. Brian Poole, their starting nickel guy, had a lower back injury. They hoping he'd come back. But you're looking at the next two weeks without one of your best corners, that doesn't bode well for the Falcons either. But right now, I would say if it happens the way it happened the last five, six years, it'd probably be the Saints division right now. And the Falcons would be fighting for that wild card spot at the end of the year with some of those tiebreakers that they already have. Speaking of the Falcons and, and their defense, uh, of course, we know the Saints was injured, too, on that side of the football. Injuries on both sides of the ball for the Rams and the Saints, so no, really no excuse. They just, close game, one of those types of games, you know, uh, DJ, that's going to come down to battle of nutrition and who can make the most plays, uh-huh. and obviously the Rams did. But in that secondary of the Atlanta Falcons, uh, is it Neil? How do you pronounce his Canoe? How do you pronounce his name? Keanu, like Keanu Reeves. Keanu. Yeah, Keanu like, yeah, Neil. Like yeah, Keanu Neal. He's a beast. Last week against the Seattle Seahawks, he, he was coming up and, and making some great plays, and then all of a sudden in this last game, he, he was really sticking his head in there and really making some really, really big plays. The physicality yeah. of his defense looks a little different. Tell me about it yeah. when it comes down to what's been the approach as of lately. Well, he's the bell cow for him. He's the uh, the – the camp, the camp chancellor of this defense, if, if I should say, because similar to you know where Dan Coyne comes from in Seattle, he wants the guys that look kind of similar to what they had in Seattle. He's that down in the box, head hunter type of guy, not afraid to hit guys. I mean, he hit OJ Howard one time in this game, and he he, he looks bigger than Keanu Neal, but he he definitely just knocked him backwards. So Keanu is one of those guys that does a good job in coverage, and he's always down in the box. He's one of the the guys who would expect him to play a lot, and he's been one of the key components for him. And even last week, their other safety, uh, Ricardo Allen, with guys down, had to go out and play corner. Now, he played corner throughout his entire life. Now he moved to the Falcons and played safety. But they have a bunch of guys who, who can play a lot of different roles. And Keanu Neal is the guy for him that's usually locked in on your best tight end, or he's the guy in the box that's going to stop the run. And uh, you talk about physicality, he's the one who's knocked – true fun out of the game and got him concussed. So he's not just doing it to his, <laughs> his own other teams. He's doing it to his own guys. <laughs> not on purpose, but uh, he's definitely one guy who flies around and, and wants to hit people. Hanging around the league with our pal DJ Shockley. DJ, as we're trying to forecast the MVP conversation, you can slot Carson Wentz, Tom Brady 1-2, however you see it. Where are you putting Russell Wilson in that expanded analysis because he had another rushing touchdown yesterday and he's Seattle's leading rusher this season. Right. And, and that's what makes it so special is when last year he was hurt 
And a lot of people saying, okay, Russell Wilson starting to lose it, but he was injured. That was the reason why he wasn't playing to his ability. And I think it goes back to the old attitude. You take Russell Wilson off this team, where is she out? And I think they're, uh, you know, below 500 team without Russell Wilson. And that that's a big part of when you think about an MVP player. Uh, obviously, it's a team game, but he's a guy who keeps them in every single game. And the fact that your quarterback is your leading rusher says a lot about your offense and how much it goes through him. I think 85% of their offense goes through Russell Wilson, whether it's in the run game or pass game. You take him off the team, this is not one of those teams that's really good. So I think Russell Wilson is definitely a part of the MV conversation uh, simply because of what he's done and what he's done to keep Seattle relevant, uh, especially this year with what's going on on defense for them. Kansas City has lost five of their last six games, five of their last six. You end up having Kareem Hunt, who actually comes out and gives, what, only, well, let me see, 17 yards rushing in his last game off of 11 rushes, 11 tries. How bad is it? You can even have Alex Smith who's throwing interceptions. How bad is it for this team? And do you think they can hang on to try to be the best team uh, within this division? I don't know, man. It's what Kansas City has been a train wreck since starting the season on a high note. And you, you thought we talked earlier in the year and, we talked about Alex Smith trying to overcome some things. They're talking about Patrick Mahomes coming in, being the guy, and he's kind of resurrected his career. But I think the writing was on the wall when I think, I don't know when it was, early in the year maybe he said that I don't expect to be in a Kansas City, Kansas City Chief uniform the next season. He's kind of already feels like he's checked out a little bit. And I know it's not just Alex Smith. Uh, you mentioned Kareem Hunt, but defensively they haven't been getting it done. They've been a team in the past that's usually been really good on defense, but now – uh, they're six and five, and it's uh, it, it's just not where you thought they would be at the moment. And you know, LA is is playing pretty good. Yeah, obviously, Jared Goff is a, a big time player, but Kansas City has to get it going. Uh, I don't know if it's a quarterback change yet, but uh, Alex Smith has not been what you thought he was, especially when you started the season, especially in this you know this run they've having out with their loss and lost five three. DJ, as always, we appreciate the information. Enjoy the SEC championship game. Need I ask you for a prediction? It's all dogs, right? Oh, come on, B-Web. You knew that. That's why you even answered it for me. You knew that. I know what that. time no, it is. But it, it's going to be a good game, man. I know they got their back out, but uh, I think he'll play. He's a guy that you get to this point in the season, you got to shoot it up and go play football. This is the biggest game of the year, and you can rest for a month. So it'll be a good game, though, B-Web. All right, my man. Enjoy the game, and we'll be chatting with you next Monday on the NFL on TuneIn. You've been listening to No Huddle with Brian Weber and former Steelers quarterback Cordell Slash Stewart live on the NFL on Tune. 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown. The National Football League is on. Tune in.